Welcome to the Smart City Podcast, the technology program that looks at how buildings, communities, and cities are becoming smarter, more efficient, and more connected. We look at everything from the big ideas to drilling down to individual projects and innovative ideas that impact your day-to-day life. The Smart City Podcast is brought to you by Locomobi World, moving the world through sustainable, frictionless, and secure solutions. Welcome to episode 55, recorded on April 13th, 2023. Locomobi CEO Grant Furlane has published a paper outlining a theory for urban transportation. It involves some really big ideas that were going to require massive investments in infrastructure. And when this tech rolls out, it's going to make a very, very big difference for everyone who has to get from point A to point B. Let's get Grant to explain all this. Well, we're going to lead into uh, what's in making the rounds, as you know, is the I've written a lot of articles, but I published a new one on the theory of urban transportation. And, and we're going to get to that. And I thought maybe I'll throw some news in just before that, uh, Alan. Um, I don't know if you know this, but Project Arrow was certified in Atlanta yesterday on the road and we shared the video. Now, we should explain we should explain what Project Arrow is. Project Arrow is the biggest thing in Canada right now. The first zero emission electric car manufactured, built in Canada, and it is the collaboration of 25, 28 companies. And Locomobi was partnered to develop the smarts in the e-commerce of the car, the curbside drive-through uh, software. So in the dashboard is a software that Locomobi displays. It says, welcome, uh, this is Locomobi. What would you like to do? Would you like to buy something? Would you drive to McDonald's? Do you want to go to a parking garage? It's all built in. You don't touch anything. So let's let's just back up again. Uh, Locomobi is partnered with Project Arrow. Project Arrow is a proof of concept project from the Canadian Automobile Manufacturers Association. With three levels of government. It is the showcase of Canada. So all the tech that Canadian companies can put into future vehicles 400 companies were reviewed and there's 25 of us involved okay um and we were selected for the technology side this technology will be used to deport in over there's 1.2 billion cars so i figure if we even do 10 percent, we're not doing too bad but it'll be in for all future new cars and for uh, we're developing a legacy version as well, Alan. So okay, let's let's uh, let me pursue this just a little bit further. <laughs> so you get into a car somewhere down the line. Maybe it's GM, maybe it's Ford, maybe it's Volvo, maybe it's Porsche. It could be anybody that yep. is equipped with Locomobi technology. Yep, I'm behind the wheel. Yep. How is this technology going to affect my in-car experience? Okay, so the in-car experience is more than just Locomobi in Project Arrow. It is the most advanced car in the world. But, like, there's no doubt, Alan. It makes Tesla look like the Model T, okay? So it has, it has moods. It has healthcare. It has all kinds of things. It also has, I'm going somewhere. And as you know, the theory of urban transportation is getting around the city from point A to B and C, and nobody really understands it. And we're going to talk about how I simplified it. So in the Project Arrow, they decide to deploy us. And what that means is when I get in a car, I may leave here and, and I'm on my way out. And on the way, you say, you know what? I'm going to go to McDonald's. Hey, McDonald's, I want three Big Macs and a cheeseburger. Okay, 
Here it is on your screen, and you drive up and drive out. You don't touch any payments. Your car's a wall. Okay? Oh. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm going to go park. No problem. Here's the 30 lots. Just drive in and out. Oh, I need to pick something at Canadian Tire Drive curbside. No problem. Just drive up. And so we've totally eliminated the friction side of anything to do. The car is now your wallet. And with that wallet, you have infinity amounts of things to do with it. You can drive along. You can drive on the side of the road. You can do deliveries for it. And so that is the theory behind it. And we're fortunate while we're developing it, that all of a sudden we get contacted by Project Arrow. And so we were very fortunate. So we were at this, as you know, they started out the CES. Then they did the Canada Auto Show, which you and I uh, saw how busy it was with their car. And then they did Atlanta the last two days, which I couldn't do due to I couldn't leave the city. But it was a roaring success with the U.S. technology, government, federal government, and the local authorities. And so our next big one is Collision, which will be there. And it's the biggest tech event in, in the world. And it's in Toronto. When does that start? June. June. And you and I will be there, and it is the biggest event in the world. And we'll be in the center court. We're in center court. Yeah, it it attracts some really interesting people. Um, It's one of the biggest talkers in the world. Yeah, I I actually submitted a question to Peter Gabriel, who was there at a collision show before the pandemic, and he picked my question and answered it. Yeah, it's it's a bit. Alan, we're going to be rubbing shoulders with the best in the world. I can't wait for that. So um, now, so that was a great idea, and 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 I think I wanted to bring that up only because it's a big deal. Um, the second thing, of course, is we you know we've launched our robot, and it's going to be probably in service next two months, um, and then we launched a new service that connects the wearable glasses, the robot, and the car all together. Well, possible. okay, whoa, 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 let's just back up a little bit. We're going yeah. fast here. Um, so when it comes to the robot, that is uh, Moby, Moby, who kind of looks like Wall E from Disney. Yep, yep. And on purpose. He, he is a very friendly um, robot that patrols parking lots and parking garages and does a bunch of other things and buildings for security buildings. and enforcement for police. Right. So essentially, what he sees, he reports, and if it's not good, he writes a ticket. If if he finds parkers that shouldn't be there, he reports it because they're reading the plates and the cars. And guess what? If you're there and you want to pay and you can't find her, just tap his head. <laughs> okay. Okay. Then, wait, so, wait. Then we have Mo- Moby the robot. Then we have Moby, Moby. Moby Vision. Yep. Moby Vision is what? That's our glasses. And if you're wearing them, they deploy the same technology that's in the robot and our traditional technology of life space recognition throughout the cities. And so what it means is when you have these glasses on, you now have the portal. So when you're walking around and I look at a car, it'll say, oh, ticket him. He's, 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 he's over. Oh, that's a stolen car. Oh, oh, we've got too much traffic here. Let's call in this. It will mimic our, our portal, as does the robot and as does our portal with all our LPR technology. So what we've created is this whole infrastructure of wearable robots. And that was always my goal, Al. Okay. And now that we have that, it all falls into these papers I've been asked to write. And one was, I wrote was, no one's ever written anything. We have theories of everything, right? We have, we have theories from Sigmund Freud on psychodynamic. We have 
theories from Albert Einstein on the theory of relativity. We have cognitive theories, biology theories, and of course, the theory of evolution. So what I thought we should have is the theory of urban transportation. All right. Explain. So I decided to write my own theory. Okay. So this is, uh, <laughs> this is original thought experiments. Grant Furling. Okay. <laughs> so I made up my own laws, set of laws. And of course they're made up because that's how all theories work. Right. So I'm just looking. There are hundreds and thousands, if not thousands of theories. Okay. And that's a good thing. I am looking at Do they it all right work? Now. Of course not. And, and, of course, you don't have to agree with my theory. It's my theory. All right. Well, let's, okay. let's go through it. Okay. Well, look, I mean, the first thing we have to recognize is the word smart city is truly, Alan, and I think you agree, it's just a buzzword. Um, artificial intelligence, just a buzzword. Right. But then when you start looking at artificial intelligence with with cognitive investigation, with the ability to do relative searches, the ability to make decisions based on certain criteria. Now it becomes something. Same with the theory of smart cities as well. Um, smart city means nothing because it can't be smart if it's not connected. It can have smart pieces, but it's certainly not a smart city. And I think no one understands that. So in my viewpoint, the future smart city is much more than a collection of smart buildings, smart cars, smart buses, shared mobility, and many more things. It's a whole bunch of major components and what I call influencers in the future of our world. And by connecting all these influences, if they actually can all be connected, we've now become a smart city. If we haven't, we haven't. So I have developed what I call the theory. And the theory, I developed like a formula. Um, I know, I get it. It's made up again. But let's simplify it. We know that simple equations, like many theories, and you know I'm a technical guy, one plus one equals two. And we know that is mathematical theory. But x equals y squared, that's a mathematical theory. So that's simple. That's to, to simplify our theory, though, to say that point A, when you go from point A, my point of origin, and I travel to point B, my final destination, my planned trip, that's a successful smart city trip. Not true. C is not, point C is not A plus B. Point C is a bunch of things that get on your way get you to the final destination. Okay? You may have a super smart car or bus right, and arrive at a smart building or a community. But you may have went through 15 different things along the way that weren't smart. That's not a smart city. That's pieces. So the answer is, is A plus B equals C? No. No, it's more like the quantum theory. And I think people will understand this. Quantum theory, of course, is one plus one does not equal two. One plus one can equal three. Why? There are so many things that can change that quantum allows for. And what it does, it, it redirects your journey to make accessible recognition of a smart city. Okay, I'm going to translate. Go ahead. So what, what you're saying when you apply quantum theory to everything is that any point, now let's call it point one, can be in multiple states at the same time. Absolutely. 
right? Therefore, if we have two of these points, like one plus one, with both of them being able to uh, maintain multiple states simultaneously, it's not two. It could be something way bigger than two. It can. Right. Correct. So I call that the journey. So let's understand the journey. Having the ability to recognize and connect devices, businesses, and people. Okay. And how we, dis- how we react to disruptions in our journey, we actually can predict outcomes. Right? So I make a journey. And so therefore, there are so many things in your journey, Alan. Take into account environmental impacts, rain, snow, pollution, green initiatives, rules, laws, speed limits, traffic jams, accidents. Real-time data make the journey better as a smart. So hence, there are subsets to A plus B equals C. So for A plus B to equal C, there are subsets in these journeys from A to B. Right. It's starting to come clear. So if this were a very simple world, you would get in your car at home, drive straight through to point B, and the accomplishment would be C. You just did everything. No disruptions. Yep. No disruptions. Smart. Fantastic. But that's not real life. Real life comes with reality. And no one understands that in smart city. They all use the word. Right. So we, we are dealing with reality. We are dealing with uh, chaos. We are dealing with the unexpected. Uh, and it. that all factors into what a quantum theory can be about because, again, there can be multiple states simultaneously for certain things. In fact, there is. Right. Let's state it. There is multiple states. And so I tried to break it down to A plus B equals C, but in between there are what we call Sub journeys. And sub journeys are identified as between A and B. Right. And how many and how they're handled and how they're determined will determine how smart and complete your transportation model is. I think that's pretty, okay. pretty so, simple, wait, right? Let me let me go again. Okay. I'm gonna translate. So point A to point B, but a subgroup of point A to point B would be I have to stop for gas. Yeah, I may, I want to eat. Um, oh, I just slammed into the back of a car. Where do I go now? Do I call a tow truck? Do I? Right. These are all we will call disruptions in your journey. So They're, all the possible values that could ha- that could happen between A and B. You got it. Okay. All the possible things, all the possible situations, yeah. all the possible coincidences, all the possible accidents, and whatever else between A and B. Yeah, and and so I mean. I'll take you through examples, okay? So we connect in our journey. And we have what we call, I call them, you'll like this, Alan, sub-journey influencers. And I'm on the highway. It's slow. It's not moving. I can't avoid it, right? I can't avoid it. So by cutting off and driving to a parking ride and taking mass transit and then getting to a destination, connecting maybe a ride share and a -a rent-a-car or take a bus ride, that is sub-journeys. And these are influencers that cause me to take those journeys. The traffic jam it. is a major influencer, right? You get in congestion, you're not moving. It's game over for the day. Unless, of course, there are sub journeys can get you off there. Oh, cut off. 
And I'm, I go to, there's a go transit in three blocks, get there, park your car. Oh, get off at this station. And by the way, I can have a car ready for you. Oh, oh, you want a scooter? Fine. All of a sudden, I've now made the journey completely smart. Why? We took care of the sub journeys. It may be, you want to rent a car? Another disruption could be to, you know, you know, and remember, sub journeys can be resolved as long as they're in connect, interconnected. So this is where live data plays such an important thing in the sub journey. These are apps and dashboards that are connected to offer people help along their journey. And there's thousands. There's thousands, right? You have 100 apps. So we have to figure out when to access what applications to make your journey every day smart. Got it. And, and, and now it makes sense, right? If I booked you for lunch, okay, I need to pick up. Some holds true is I'm, I'm on another sub journey because I'm hungry. And on the way, I decide to eat. It wasn't my plan. I'm in the McDonald's lineup. I'm not. That's a sub journey. Okay. What do I do now? Well, zip over here. There's a drive through. You don't have to pay. You can just drive right through. I can get through in 15 minutes. This puts you on the journey you're going. No stopping, no sitting. Keep going along. Okay. Um, it may be you want to buy a lawnmower, Alan. Okay. Oh, Joyce just called, pick up a lawnmower. Oh, that was, okay. Oh, wow. Jeez. Okay. Hey, car, take me to Canadian Tower, buy me a lawnmower. No problem. It's ready. Here's your journey. Here's the closest one. Take this route. When you get there, we'll have the lawnmower ready to clean your car. That's a solution, again, to a disruption in your journey. Okay. Pretty straightforward, right? <laughs> I mean, and again, we go back to this fact that your car is also your wallet. So you load it up with currency and things are auto automatically deducted as you need to pay for things on your journey. Your car is your wallet. It's your reservation system. It's your passport. Let me tell you what it really is. It's your passport. It's your passport to the city. And how many places take your passport will tell you how valid your transportation is and how smart your ride is and if you don't have that transportation you can take that smart city and you can throw it in the garbage all right it means nothing alan it doesn't mean a thing okay so the the idea being is and when you say um wallet remember now when i wrote this paper we were already developing this we didn't know in the end it was going to be a project arrow i didn't know that at the time i didn't know anything it was this is what I felt we had to reach to get Locomobi on the proper track. I don't know of another company doing this, what we're doing, where we're taking these sub journeys and developing it into a, a formula that if we, and by the way, I'm not suggesting we fixed it. I am suggesting we're addressing it. Okay. I have some questions about deployment of this technology. Sure. Will this technology be something that comes as an option that you buy in your car? Or will it be a subscription that you add to your car and have to pay? Well, you know, you just you just added another disruption. Because how smart you are is how capable you your system can find the connections. You can't download 50 apps, Alan. So therefore, no. if you're using our system, it will search out the restaurants. It'll even search out coupons, Blue Movie, to pay for your dinner. Um, it will tell you where to go. It will, but it may not. 
find a rental car for you yet. It may not. So as you add more things, it's not how good my system is. Now, here's the important thing I say that it's how good the infrastructure is. Without right. a smart okay. infrastructure, I don't care about that building downtown. So now it's going to be, is the city making smart roads? How smart are the roads? How do I have to adapt to what they're doing? Well, we know they're getting smart. Um, are snow plows being smart enough? We know now, Alan, that we have these new things called white lights that are coming out. White lights are going to replace red and green lights. So what will happen is when you pull up in your car, it's going to say, oh, you're, you're an automated EV, you're a Tom's car. You go in the left lane and you get, you get preference because you're saving the world. Oh, driver in the, in the car on the right, you stay in the right lane. And you're going to have all this jiggering around the city and all these lighting systems. So think of the transportation system with all the traffic lights. So, again, if you keep it simple, though, you got to keep it simple. Stick to the formula. It works. It'll take time to load all the interfaces, but that's what we're doing now. We're saying, okay, traffic light guy. Okay, restaurant people. Okay, influencers in this. Oh, okay, traffic study guy. Okay, weather guy. We're doing it, Alan. And believe it or not, when you're using quantum theory and physics, this is being done in milliseconds, not minutes. So don't get all schmalled up with all this information. Yes, it's billions of bytes of information, but it's happening instantaneously. Once, like, do we have 5G? If not, well, we got a problem again. But those are all the things that are in your sub journeys. And one day, one day, Alan, I'm not saying it's today, but mark my word, you don't have to be perfect. If you can eliminate some of those sub journeys and make them less disruptive, you're getting smarter. And that's how successful your urban transportation model will be. Okay. Let me, let me go back and translate this for, for me. So I have to go from point A to point B and I get in my car. I'm two blocks from my house. I realize, oh, I got to get, I got to get some gas. Yeah. I hate, hate interrupting a trip to get some no gas. No one likes but it. it. Is, Nobody likes no it. No one likes it. Or let's, okay, let's go even further. We're driving an, an EV now. So I need, I need a charge. So the car will call ahead to a charging station. Yep. Reserve me a, a charging point. Yep. Uh, I will go in there and do my thing. And while I'm doing my thing, I may think, you know what? I got 25 minutes. Let's eat. Before, let's eat. Yep. So I can have either something deli- delivered or, or whatever. Yep. And maybe go for a workout. Or But now, you, you not only will it reserve the charging station, you're going to find the closest ones and you'll choose where you want to go. Right. Okay, so it's got to go even further. It has to make it seamless. And, and, and it will be. Like, this is not... I'm saying this is not rock and scientist because it's just data. It's hard. But when you think of that one, it's simple. And Locomobis technology is the point of, um, it's the conductor for all this technology. It's the conductor and has some of the edge devices only because they're not, no one's developed them yet. Like, as you know, we make robots. We make pay stations. One day we'll use everyone's robots and everyone's pay stations. Um, we will, we have all the applications, right? So we call the, the apps, the reservation apps, the enforcement applications, the, 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 the merchant applications to offer specials. Yeah, we have all that reservations, the parking apps. Yes. But one day 
the artery will only be software one day. And that's when edge devices all become open platform and we all agree to work together, which will take time, but it will happen. Well, that was my next question. Something this complex is going to require a number of industry standards that everybody is going to have to play by. Correct. Now, we're we're seeing it right now in the smart home where we have Google, yep. we have uh, Apple, we have uh, any yep. number, yep. Nest, all these different smart home technologies. And for the most part right now, they are proprietary to each of the manufacturers. So the Google stuff won't necessarily work with the Apple stuff. No. And this stuff won't work with that. So Correct. I know that when it comes to smart home to, uh, smart home gear, uh, the industries are looking at common languages. So and they're all already these doing devices, it. Yeah. 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 They can talk to each other. So that's that's what you're going to have to do. Yeah. Well, I mean, it all has to be open, open applications. Okay. So all open ends is going to be the future. Now, um, when you get to quantum, it gets much easier to do, much tougher to develop, but when done, much easier because it figures it out for you. Remember, if no one understands quantum theory, which I've done two or three sessions on, it'll figure all that out. That's what it does. That's what it's designed to do. So it's going to figure out all these things. Now, it may say, oh, that's an Apple device. I have three apps for that. You see, it will do that stuff, but you're right. But what you have to remember, I'm not suggesting, I know we're ahead of the game. But we are now going to be announcing partnerships every week with major infrastructure companies. We're talking multi-billion dollar infrastructure companies that are much bigger than me, but I have the application that we're going to be announcing partnerships. They are all infrastructure based. And all of a sudden, you will see this mold come out. And my hope is not to own it. My hope is that we all jump in it. My hope is that will they get better if everyone gets better? But I will tell you, the company that keeps doing it will make the Look, Alan, if I can make your journey 60% better, it's better than zero. Absolutely, yes. Okay. So that's my goal today. And every year, it's going to go faster. So it goes slow, then medium, then all of a sudden, COVID comes along. And we COVID caused, uh, caused us to really accelerate. And maybe other things will cause us to accelerate. I don't know why. But, but the point is, you're right. The open end, it has to be open end technology. And it has to be open source, which everyone's going open source. Okay. Um, look, come on. Chatbot came out, talked about a month ago, right? How did I tell you? Mm. Everyone will have it. There's over a thousand now. Forget, forget, forget one. Everyone's got one. I, I just ran into one uh, that will uh, sample or that provides something like 300 distinct human voices. And by entering nothing but text, you can actually make this yep. bot uh, sound like a professional voiceover artist. Oh, of course. And that's my point, though, is like when we first taught, it was, go, oh, boy, Microsoft is going to capitalize the market. And I said, really? What, to get 3% instead of 2%? Google's got 92%? And what we find out is it's, it's, it was all just error. Everyone's mm -hmm. got a chat book. Everyone's got AI. Because why, Alan? We've gone back to the buzzwords. The buzzwords, as I said, smart city is a buzzword. Chatbot is a buzzword. Now, developing programs that change what it does is not a buzzword. And so you're going to see the same thing. And in every case, that's going to happen. But in this case, it's nice that we can take a quantitative solution and take 
a theory and actually apply it. Okay. So these are some very big ideas. <laughs> and you're going to have to end up talking to some very big companies. Yes. Are they sourcing you out? Are they finding out about you or are you Both. pitching them? Both. So the, the a couple of majors that are the biggest in the world sourced us out. And we'll be announcing okay. those partnerships any day. And um, they're building things like the mile in the Middle East. Um, they're companies that are doing 90% of the intersections in the country. Um, they're companies who are the leading e-commerce marketers in the country, not little guys. So we've had the ability to source out people because of our success. I'm surely getting awarded whole cities now, like the city of Kitchener, which we couldn't talk to publicly for a long time um, with 21 facilities. Um, we're going to see that explode. Um, we're on uh, over 50 installations, new installations we haven't even started yet. 50, not five, 50, okay? Um, I wouldn't do 50 in my lifetime in some places. So it's exploded. We know that. Um, we see the exponential growth will be in everywhere you apply your smart technologies. And see, as you know, I didn't feel parking was a big deal. It was smart transportation. And I think we've hit it on the nose. Um, and so um, with us getting the word out, like even these shows and bringing on partners. Um, and as you know, we have our Smart City Summit that is sold out uh, in, um, in May, where we bring 50 of the top technology leaders in the country to talk about this exact thing. You said, how are we doing it? That's how we're doing it. And we're bringing people together and saying, can you do this? Can you do that? And some are saying, no, I can't, but let's figure out how. Let's leave today and saying, these are our challenges. And if we can keep that group growing, it works. All right. I see where you're going, I think. It's going to be an interesting and complex journey, but if we finally get to point C uh, and all the technology is in place, it'll be a lot easier. That's the goal, and I hope that we can do it. And that's all for this edition of the Smart City Podcast. If you have any questions or comments, send them to feedback at thesmartcity.blog. Grant is only too happy to talk to you about the coming technologies that will see us have true connectivity with the city, at least when we're in our cars. And check out the website, thesmartcity.blog. The Smart City Podcast, brought to you by Locomobile World, moving the world through sustainable, frictionless solutions. Executive producer is Grant Furlane. Technical production by Rob Johnston. Executive Assistant, Andrew Crawford. I'm Alan Cross, and we'll see you next time.